Okay, good evening everybody. Hazman Katsar, time is short, Vamalacha Meruba, and the work is great because in just a few days, Rosh Hashanah really is the first decision about everything that's going to happen in the, in the world uh, at large. Literally everything for ourselves, uh, all the permutations, all the possibilities. All of the opportunities, most importantly, spiritual world will be eternally who we meet, learning, davening. Mitzvahs, what we'll encounter, will all be decided in Rosh Hashanah. Of course, it will be, we'll have an appeal on Yom Kippur and we'll be able to fix it. But the first shot is Rosh Hashanah, really the beginning of all of us, Sarah Simea Tshuva. Not just is it the, that we're going to have a, the, the first. Din, the Ksiva, will be on Rosh Hashanah, but the beginning of all of us, is this coming Sunday night, Be'ezus Hashem. So the time is very short, and the truth is, uh, you know, on Aserah we certainly pick up our game, but even now we start, we say Slichas in the morning, hopefully people are giving more staka, looking to learn more, to do more charity before anything else. The next time we'll learn will be on Sum Gedalia night. I do hope to give a share that night. But, you know, when we're planning, you know, I, I, at this point I have such an intense schedule for the good, but I always plan sometimes, some things weeks ahead. And a part of the planning, certainly for Asara Simei Tshuva, is to have extra time for Torah, Mitzvahs, Tefillah, Slichas, and that, that, you know, when, we, when we're cognizant and we're aware that everything, literally everything is on the line, just for those who are watching what's going on in the United Nations the past day or two, that there's a, a major elections, and it's been really the past two, two and a half years in Israel, total instability, an, an, an inability to form a government. And once again, there's a major election, and this time it really appears that it's a, a vote between Torah and non-Torah, <laughs> because the election is really between Bibi Netanyahu, who, who, who may not be uh, a tzaddik Yisraelim, but all of his allies are the religious and the right, and the right, and Yair Lapid and Victor Lieberman, who are to- who are totally so well, Lieberman may say it, but Lapid thinks it totally against uh, the, the, the Torah world. So. Just that alone will be decided on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So, so much of the world, I mean, I, I, the recession, could, could we could go into a depression. You know what that would mean, Chas Hashem? If we went into a depression, you know what I mean? People, would su- people are suffering today. I mean, buy food, it's costly. But a depression? <laughs> uh, we've never, none of us in our lifetime, even those who experienced Jimmy Carter in the 1970s, there's never been a depression yet. I was not alive, Baruch Hashem, during the Depression, but I'm a historian, as you know, and I've read a lot about it. I would never want to experience that. There's so many, the, the, the possibilities for ourselves as individuals, and um, Kalali, so, you know, I, I, I just, again, I'll just share a personal story of, of, of Hashem's watching over. Two, day, two days ago, yesterday, I had multiple police groups coming into my house checking my video cameras because I bought a house that already had the video cameras uh, because about 
five miles away from my house, a guy got into road rage, shot a person in the face. What he did not realize when he shot a person in the face is that that person was an off-duty police officer. So you shot, shoot a police officer, uh, it was, they went after this guy and chased him. You know, and the guy, about a half a block from my house, got out of the car five, after a five-mile chase, ran out, and uh, ran right by my house, apparently, and, uh, and into a park. They had, they had helicopters. SWAT teams, uh, state police, local police, two hundred some police officers. It, it was wild. They didn't even catch him, which is a crazy thing. And they think he left maybe in the state. But forgetting all of that, the video cameras. What happened is my kids, my little kids, my my by the school. We have two two three forty five is up to sixth grade, and. 6th, 7th, and 8th grade is a 4.30 dismissal, and then they have to take the bus for 30 minutes, whatever it is. So my pre-1A son, that's kindergarten, and my second grader were on the bus, got off two minutes, two minutes, before a guy with a gun ran on that same route, I mean, from the police. Do you understand what it is? <laughs> two minutes. I mean... That was a sign in Rosh Hashanah. There's no, it, the whole scene, it was like surreal, by the way. Because I, I came to my house, I like, uh, they close off the streets. Baruchshan, that police officer, looks like she's going to survive. Was shot in the face. But it was like a total scene. And then I can tell you all the side things, which are unimportant. Like all these people coming to watch, like it was like a video, like, like, a, like entertainment, like all these... Not not Jewish people, non-Jews were coming just to watch the whole scene. Like it was like exciting. They were just coming through. But but my point is, it's like that every day. Sometimes that I saw with my eyes. But every day we have a million things like this. And Rosh Hashanah really is going to be the decisive on our marriages, on our health, on our family dynamics, and our parnasah. Most importantly, again, is our spiritual status for this world and the next, and for the world at large. So. Literally everything we should do and we could do. And as we're planning the next week for ourselves, the focus of the, 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 the language of the Shari Tshuva, Rabbeinu Yoyna, and his gates of repentance, is people are so dumb. They work to make extra money or to get ahead during the 10 days of repentance. or Tshuva. If they only understood that it's all going to be decided, all the opportunities. Of course, we'll have a certain amount of free will. We have to do things. But all the permutations of possibilities, and some things will be not even a permutation. There will be people who will be decreed life and death with no chances on Rosh Hashanah Kippur. People decreed poverty. Now, sometimes the decree is if the person's good for the year, if the person does this. But sometimes it's a flat decree. And if people understand that um, everything's aligned, you're going to do every possible merit. Uh, in in the, in the world, I I, I you know I said, I said this in Amachad in the old days that if you have sukkah, give it before Rosh Hashanah, should get the first decree. Of course, give extra sukkah during Sinasmechu, but the first decree should be Mazel that coming into into Rosh Hashanah. And same thing with everything else. And what will we be doing on Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, besides Simanim and all the halachas? We'll be davening. So let's go back to Tefillah, to prayer, Iker Mitzvah. This is not just for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, 
But every day, every day of the year for a man, and this is even a mile for a woman, is a daven, not in your living room, not in a dining room, not outdoors, in the rice and outside, but in a shul, in a basic knesses, in a synagogue. Kamosha Amru, listen to the language of the Talmud, Mesechus Brochus, Davvavim and Amal 6a. Ain't philosophical adam nishmas, a person's tefillahs are only heard ele the basic knesses. Does that mean it's impossible to be heard? It's not impossible, but it's a, it's a higher bar. So the Gemara says, you know where your davening will be accepted and listened to in a shul. The Amru Mishain Nichasabesaknesis person has a show in their neighborhood and doesn't come, Nikra Shakinra, they're a bad neighbor. You know, visit you're a bad neighbor raise it. Regarding Gullus Lebonovin, it could be that cause that his children be exiled. By the way, I, I believe it's because if you're not if you're not part of a shoal, you're not part of a community, so your children will get exiled. You're not part of it. You're not connected to the tefillahs of your neighbors, of your friends. Of the tzibor of the community, the Chen Amru, we know that the Medrash Seichertayis says as follows: Kshatam espalo, espalos beisaknesses. You should daven in a shul and listen to the aser leespalo bechatzer or bechatz, and it's forbidden to pray to pray uh, in a yard or anywhere outdoors and uh, in, in, in anywhere. I remember vividly, I was. Home had mononucleosis. And mono, when I was, I think, 22, I was between yeshivas. So I was home for three months. I lived in the Miami Beach Koilo. And I would daven every morning. It was a tremendous chus for many weeks with the past Babav Rebbe. The Babav Shlomo Harbastan was the Rebbe from Babav. He used to come in his old age to Miami Beach for the winter. He, his Baba is the biggest Hasidic group in, in Borough Park. And it's the third largest Hasidic group in America. The, the, the largest is Satmer. The second largest is Chabad Lubavitch. And the third largest Hasidic group in America is Baba. So, um, is with Shlomo Halberstam, the survivor who had rebuilt Baba. It was really, there was a, the, the most, for the longest davening daily shakras has ever had the korbanis just korbanis I think it was 20 minutes so I could have daven in a lot of places but I, I specifically I daven with this tzaddik it was amazing it was there was like 15 people there I, he gave me brachas like every single day I mean he's, he only he didn't speak a word of English he spoke only Yiddish so I, my Yiddish at that when I, when I was 22 was, was, was poorer than it was afterwards cause after I learned in the mirror and Lakewood so I picked up my Yiddish got better so I, I I look back, I would, I would appreciate it more, but I remember one day, where my beach, the power went off, and it was like 100 degrees, like 95, like a nice hot Miami Beach day, and we were davening inside, the lights were off, so the windows are open, chakras in the morning, and one of the Hasidim said to the Rebbe, Rebbe, why don't we daven in the Reisen? Why don't we daven outside? It's hot. You want to show the Miami Beach, no air condition, no lights. By the way, you can see you can see fine because it's sunny. So the wind went to the window, but it wasn't bright with lights. But the reason he has it outside is at least there's some fresh air, there's a breeze, something. And the Rebbe, when he asked this question, and I understand the Rebbe at that time, I don't know if it was late eighties or nineties. I wasn't like again. I was twenty. It's twenty four years ago. Um, 
But I remember, in Dreisen, no! Nay, he said, not in the base class, you only dominate in Shul. You know, he's an elder, yid, an old man, a stuffy, hot day, indoors, he couldn't even fathom. Davin outside, he didn't say, oh, it's beautiful, you can see the sunset, you can see this. You understand, the people, if a person wants to have their own personal prayers, they want to go outside, but halacha, Torah says you daven in a base class, that's where your tefillah is going to be heard. Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I get well-meaning individuals who tell me, you know, if I daven on a mountaintop somewhere or in some beautiful orchard, I pray with more kavana, and there, there are the the spiritual souls who they, who they mean that. And that's not, it's not a joke. Uh, so what I, what I have said, and I would just say right now, that if you want to experience and have that kind of meditative prayer, so go there in your own personal time and, die, and, and pray there. But your tefillahs, first of all, you need Tzibor, you need the, the congregation, as we discussed last time. But beyond the Tzibor, the, the shul is where your answer comes. It's a place totally dedicated and devoted to, to prayer, it, it, there's reverence there. There's sanctity in that. It, it, it's, it's a small base hamikdash. That's what a shul is. It's a small base hamikdash. And if prayer is about getting your tefillahs answered, not just your spiritual connection, not just you want to, there's part of it, but you need to get answered. Pot, you dive in the shul. That's where that's where, that's where you should go ahead and dive in, and not outdoors. The amro mespala chore basicnesis. So the Talmud says one who prays behind the shul. Right, he doesn't come in, he prays behind this discussion of Shulchan Aruch, does it mean you put your back to the Shul, what it means may not be just outside the Shul, you put your, your face the other way from the Shul, but the, the Talmud says, you're a Russia, you're a wicked person, you don't come into Shul, you don't come in, you don't come in, you don't come in, you don't come in, you should walk in, the distance of two doorways, the distance of two doorways. Um, so it means you shouldn't daven next to a door. Because if you daven next to a door, actually, well, he brings in the brackets here. Kloimar, go into the then daven. Kloimar, should we cast basic knesses? You go into the shul, the shear, the, the, the measurement of shteb sachem, number one. So the measurement, and you shouldn't daven next to a door. It shouldn't. Appears in your rush to leave, right? Come further I- uh, inside, and the Mishnah the Chavetz Chaim and adds She'en letzpal ba'azara. You shouldn't pray in the anteroom before the shul. Actually, in Amechad, for those for the Amechad on this call and who will listen to us, uh, that's the room you walk in in the front. The, the like that the circular room around in front of that. You open the do- one double door. There's still like an area there. It'd be improper to pray there, even if the doors would be open, because not really in the shul yet. V'yamru, Amru Yeshua ben Levi, call me Yeshua Nichas the basic knesses. Person, listen to this. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, by the way, it's the measure. The measure says in Yaakov Shimon. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, of course, is one of the greatest early Amorayim, a tzaddik who goes into Olam Haba alive, um, and it's the guy in the lab. Call me Yeshua Nichas the base haknesses. Anybody who comes into the study halls and the, the shoals in this world, that's who's going to be Zoycha, who will merit, who will merit the Nichlas, the base, the Knesset, the base, the marriage, the Olam Abba. Where do you see that, right? Shnemar, listen to this, we say this every day, three times a day. Ashrei Yoshvei Beisecha, oh, Hidya Lukasala, Ashrei, 
praise it as a person who dwells in your house, who comes and we know that the Gemara says the houses of learning, houses of prayer, they will continue to praise you in Oilam Abol. The people, the Asher Yosheve Yisecha, who come into the shoals in Matimidrashim and study halls of Yeshivas in this world, will come into those in the next world. The Amru Komi Sheino Nichna Sebeis Haknesis Boilam Haza, person that doesn't come into a shoal in this world. Okay, you know, it's like crazy to me. This, this, unfortunately, our brothers and sisters who are unfortunately stolen, their Judaism is stolen from them is reform and conservative movements. They're always bad. They're always bad. They're always false movements. There's some merit of connection, it's a more of a nuanced conversation, but the, the movements are shakar, the chaza, false. And, but today they're on Zoom. It's like the whole thing is crazy. They're, they're on, there's still one Zoom. There's a guy today told me he's going and watching the service on Zoom. Uh, Crazy. I mean, uh, it's, uh, uh, again, if if you're legitimately, I'm not talking about watching on the umtif, which is usher, but like today, person legitimately sick, he's he's a chayla, sakana, okay, it's the pikuach nefesh. But the whole mahalich is, they, it's not, there's no mileage. I can watch the service. Why should I come? Now that it's now that it's live, this guy's not sick. Now that it's, that we, I can watch it live. I can watch. I can eat pita, pita, popcorn and watch the service. The cantor. Uh, sing in English, but, but but a person who doesn't go into base English in this world, and by the way, even if you go to Reform Temple, this is not that's. Yeah, it's not talking about that. Come be a real shul, a makom kadosh, a place of holiness. Come be she'ena nichnas a basic knesses by lamazah. You don't come into a shul in this world. Ain't a nichnas a basic knesses. Lasalava, you won't come in in the future for for eternity. Shnemar the wicked walk around, they don't come in. In other words, the wicked they walk around, they don't come into the shul. Now today, again, most Jews, certainly most conservative reform Jews are unaffiliated. Don't were never blessed with an education. Don't know anything about Yiddishkeit. And even if they learn later, it's 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 not a depth of understanding. And and the, the average one of them is we're certainly not talking about. But for a person. Grows up in the yeshiva or in a day school and doesn't come into shul. So they walk around shul. They don't. They don't come in. Because all the righteous people are inside the shul and they're meandering, meandering around outside. Yashiru, those people are outside. They'll be left in the cold in, in, in the future, <laughs> just like they come in into Olam Hazed into this world. They're not going to come into the study hall on the world to come. And that's where the action will be for eternity. That's where Rabbi Kiva is going to be and Hillel will be and Rashi and the Rambam and Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Akayim and David HaMelech and Shlomo Amal. All of the Tzadikim, all of the Tanayim, all of the Nevi'im, all of, they're all going to be there. And these people will be out in the cold. Uchadi Isa, the Sefer Chassidim. Sefer Chassidim is again by the great... 12th century German tzaddik, righteous person, Rabbi Huda Chassid, Lo Adam Mi He actually uh, says the following thing. Mm-hmm. A person should not leave the whole davening. Now again, just to stress, uh, um, I, 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 you know, a person sometimes, they'll have something, they have to go, and they, you know, they have a phone call, whatever, 
and they can't, and they daven, there's a little part they can't, so, but, but as a general rule, a person should daven everything, even all that should be in the shul. So if Chesim says, a person should say everything in the shul, Ellen can, they have to use the bathroom or to even throw up or something. It's not befitting for the basic classes. A mice is a kena echad. Okay? There's a mice of an older lady. Now, for a lady, for an old, uh, a lady's not obviously a shul, it's still a myla. Okay, by the way, I just want to stress, there's a myla that I, as I mentioned last week, personally, again, I'm not, trust me, there, uh, I have a lot, a lot to work on my tefillah. But I try, I can, that much I'll say, I do try. And, uh, you know, I mentioned last week, I, I'll make a flight. Very often I've taken losses on flights, significant losses, that I should get many. There were, especially in San Jose, if I ever came back late at night, I, I couldn't get it. There's no late minion. You know, Chicago, even Chicago, the latest minion, most of the year is 11 o'clock. In New York, in Borough Park, you can to who knows how, and the whole night come on, you know, uh, Flatbush, you can get to 1 a.m. Borough Park to 4 a.m. Uh, other parts, you know. But San Jose, I was not getting in at 11:30 at night. But I still went back to Shul and Davin the Shul. I always, there's never a time if I had, I came back, I didn't have a minion for whatever reason. I couldn't, it couldn't work out. I Davin in the Shul. I didn't Davin in my house. I went to the Shul and I Davin and I Davin there. There's a mile of Davin in a Shul, place of sanctity. So I could. People go to the Kotel. They go to the, of course, the Kotel is a Makkah Kaddish. Why the Kotel? Because it's a holy place of Davin. I, 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 I'm sure people's living rooms and dining rooms is sanctified with all your good deeds and stuff, but it's not a shul. It's, a shul is, is, is a rarefied area dedicated, devoted, that was built off the charity of righteous people simply to serve Hashem. The whole essence of a shul is nor to serve Hashem in a, in a moment or two we'll talk about for that reason there's all kinds of laws that you can't speak in a synagogue or eat in a synagogue or talk you know do certain things you can still take your phones and have conversations in synagogues in a shul but but or basically but for that reason it's the best place to dominate it's, 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 it's a it's a halik it's holy and so even though a woman may have a chiv, a minion, or going to a shul, but certainly is a mile for a woman also. Now, most women don't come to shul because they have children and all kinds of other reasons, but do you want to know, is there a mile For sure there's a mile says that says, um, I believe this is still from the Sefer Hasidim, Umaisim is a kin achas, I was a maisim, an elderly woman, shahaisa mikademis latfila. She'd come early to daven, vahayab by maisim to she could eat after she died in old days, she came to some righteous people in the dream. Amrullah, Amrullah. They saw this old lady, this righteous lady. They said, they said, she had lots of heavy judgments. Whoa! But other. Righteous people, men and women, they, they, they chased me away from that. Listen to this. Why am I not enjoying the, that world like them? They're, these righteous men and ladies get together and they bask in glory and I'm chased out of there? Why? When I was alive, 
Haisi Yod says, Me base the Knesset Beseder Kedusha. I used to leave this shul uh, during Seder Kedusha, and I did not wait uh, until the rest of the congregation will leave. In other words, even this lady, she left for no reason. Like, obviously, people have reasons. The Chavetz Chaim said about his, uh, his wife, there were years she didn't dominate. She was so, because women, you know, with, with the whole Shemun because she was so, um, and it's actually his son who writes it about his mother, Chavetz Chaim's son, she was so basic with tired with the children in the 19, early 1900s, late 1800s, there was no washing machines, <laughs> there were no bathrooms like we had today. I mean, she was very busy with little children, and a woman's not obligated like a man in tefillah, the same obligation, they do have the obligation, but the same thing. And so, but if you're there, and you have the obligation, you could stay and just leave because you want to leave, so this lady was punished. She did not join them in the Kedusha above. You left Kedusha here. You know, you live in Kedusha. There's certain people, they just go outside certain parts of davening and they just like schmooze or have a kiddush club or, you know, uh, whatever. Um, you're going to miss out. If that's your path in this world, you may be locked out of some things in the next world. Again, Every, every like everything in life, we're just talking black and white. Life is gray. There are grays um, involved. The person has to ask, ask the, the local rov. But but we're just talking the, the gray to walk out for no reason. It's, it's seriously, so she was locked out in the eternal world. And the, the Talmud Yushami says this, this is how important it is to be in a shul for davening. Talmud, the Jerusalem Talmud says, "I'm a spa basic knesses person who davens in in, in, in a shul." It's like you brought a pure mincha offering, pure meal offering. And then it quotes the Pasuk, Search at Hashem where he's found. Where is Hashem found? Where is the place you want to go ahead and daven? The basic knesset of the If you want to search out Hashem, by the way, we, we learned, search Hashem where he's found. The Chazal say it's Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur time, or, or, or Elul. Um, and that's the, the auspicious time to search out Hashem. But where are you going to find Hashem is in the shul, right? A person needs to, to, to do their utmost to always daven in a shul and to recognize and be cognizant that it's a tremendous bracha, tremendous maila, plus for everyone to daven in a shul. Your prayers go farther and can be answered. Um, now, I mentioned before, part of the plus of a shul is you don't talk to yourself in the shul. You don't do write your bills and your businesses. You don't open your mail there and read the newspaper there. You don't walk around in your sweatpants after exercising on your treadmill or whatever. The shul is devoted and dedicated for tefillah, for prayer. And therefore, w- the way you and I act in the shul is important to create that, that, that atmosphere and for, to, for reverence. Well, the Dabra Devarim Betelim the basic nessus. Um, it, it, no, it, to have um, is is an isur Now, unless there's a reason to have now, now again, uh, the minute gives people part of a shul is a, or basic nessus a meeting place is a certain amount of communal connection, and you feel close to people. It's Shalom Aleichem, how are you? How is, how is it going? How is your day? You look, you look great, you look sad, can I help you? It's the, 
not during prayer service, not during davening times, there is a certain connection that's the minute of uh, the minute to do. But it wouldn't be a place you should go into to have a conversation. It's not. It's not Starbucks or Shul, right? It's not meant that. Let's meet at Shul to talk about. Unless it's a mitzvah. Unless it's you're planning in, in, in the sanctuary. We're not talking about in the social hall. Right? But it's not a place where in, in a Shul, a, a devoted Shul, to have that you know deep meaningful conversation. That's not. That's not. That's not where you meet. Uh, but certainly during tefillah davening. And Chazara says, Shatz, and he quotes in brackets that if you speak during their petition, the Shemona Esrei, it's Gadol of Vaynim and Say, that your sin is too bare, too heavy to carry. That's what Kayin said after he killed Havel. It means you do is you damage your, 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 your if you speak during Chazara and Shatz, you damage your, your feelings from being answered. So that's such a, a grave thing to damage your ability for your feelings to be answered. It's too heavy to bear. bear. You can imagine, you know, again, I picked a very small case which I'm grateful to show that my children were not hurt in any way. But a person, they, they, they could have, they could have been, their children could have been hurt and they talked and, they, and because of that, they didn't have that protection. I mean, can you imagine or that their pranasa or their health uh, or whatever it may be, who they meet, um, Kriya Satera, uh, to talk during Torah leading, serious problem, Avera, during Kaddish, all these things forbidden, Ein Heter, there's no Heter to talk during Kaddish. And not even to say, don't think you're being friendly to a person and being a greeter. I, I was always, and am always a fan of greeting people that come to show, making people feel welcome. Not during Kaddish, you're not doing any mitzvah then, you're not doing any good deed to say Shalom Aleichem to the person during Kaddish. Shame, there's no hatter to talk to these things. And he says, and many people do, and they too will have to have an accounting for this in the future. Because this is so serious, because you, you, if a person comes to a show, you know, and they're wearing a tank top and shorts, they don't just ruin it for themselves. They're treating this place like a basketball court. They're rooting for the neighbors. It changes the whole ambiance of a shul, the holiness of a shul, the reverence for a shul. Chama Berchanina was during the transfer time from the Tanaim to Marayim for the time of the Mishnah to the Gemara. So the second verse says that was going and he found Eliyahu Navi, and he was found him. There was Gemulim to Unim. He had loaded camels, right? Listen to this. Uh, and again, what, what does it mean exactly? He says, well, what, are the, what are these camels loaded with? Amala Afaragas. They're loaded with wrath and fury. What does wrath and fury mean? It's divine, not good, you won't get, not bracha, far from bracha. You know, getting punished. For who? For those who speak, Ben Kedusha, to Kedusha, between Kadosh, 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 right? Or Kedusha, in Baruch Kvoid, in Kedusha, Baruch Kvoid, right? And Yehishmi Rabba, Yisparach, between Brachas, Vichal Badaber, Abahem, and those who speak to them. Allah Akasam, Allah Oisikrasaka, you didn't call up to me, Yasa Hashem. You were talking to your buddy. You were talking to Moshe, to Yaakov, to Baruch, to Miriam, to Rus, 
whatever it is. You weren't talking to me, says Hashem. You're talking to your friend. You're talking to somebody, to, your, to some stranger. Again, this is strong because we're dealing with such an important thing. And by the way, this is a regular day of the year we're talking about. Imagine on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Um, just for the record, sometimes people may find this to be harsh. Uh, this is knowledge. If you know, when you drive a car, you can go very far in life, or you can crash and burn. So, w- wouldn't it be good to know all the rules of driving, to know putting on seatbelts and, and and red lights and blinkers and and, and how to brake? You can eat, uh, and, and if you do that, you can get far, far, way farther than you when you walk. But if you don't know how to drive a car, then you can crash and burn, or you can hit other people and cause them to crash. Right? So, davening and being in a shul is the biggest opportunity in the world. But if a person abuses it, it could be detrimental to them and to other people. So, even though sometimes we don't like to hear these things, we like to, everyone loves to hear everything always is good, and, uh, you know, whatever you do, it's very American to say, live and let live, and if they talk, and, uh, you know, says you can scream at a person. Not, you shouldn't scream at people in general. Who are talking with Chalas Khan says that. And the reason he says that is because if, they, if they're talking, they're damaging everyone. Uh, again, in today's world where people are very um, emotionally weak and some people will never come back to a show and can affect their whole religiosity and a million other reasons, you know, you should uh, discuss it with a Rav or whatever before how you deal with such people who are talking in show. But it's not a simple matter. Very, 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 very far from that. Um, very far from that. Uh, and, and for you and I who are learning this, right before Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, appreciating tefillah, you know, part of tefillah is what's at stake. Shekacham echen esrela tamidu b'chalam. This is actually brought down, Mishaburah quotes this medrash. The Chavetz Chaim quotes this. The, the guy once saw uh, a, a, a Torah scholar appear to his student and he had a, he had a stain on his forehead. V'yamalo, she's a oinish, this Torah scholar said to the student, you know why he's staying in Olam Haba on his head? Because he spoke during Kaddish. It's also brought down in Sefer Chasidim, a story of a pious man. So another pious man, another Chasid. And his face was Morikos. It was green. I don't know, what do you, what do you look green? You're jaundiced. What do you promise Morikos? Amrullah, he said, Ibnisha Isim Madabir, Aisha talk during the Shaykh Sibu was saying by Hulu Friday night, and Maganavos after Shwan Esray. Uh Ubi Uviskalo and Rikash Ad Khan Lashana. That's what the Khsef Khasim say. Uvi Kasva Paiskim, the Shokhan Arach and others, that when the Khazarsa shots is going on, Ain La Ayan, you shouldn't be learning. And even if it's a minute without you. There are some kind of heter, which I'm not going to discuss right now, but as on a simple level, there's no heter. There's no minion, they need you to answer, then for sure, in the wrong. That's for everybody. Kaddish is, God is great, praising God, and you're sitting there, you know, you know, learning a taisvas, doesn't go that way. Um, even to be Mahara in Jibay Torah, you have to answer Kaddish with the cold of Sikh Tibor. 
Low and not and not and not higher than him. Get up big Gemara and a mikra. The gami should desire to know what you're answering. If you're if you're not going to be pay attention, you can say an amen yisoyma. Amen yisoma is you don't know which bracha you say. Amen. You know it. Amen yisoma is if you say amen to a bracha and you're not sure what bracha you're saying uketufa. And amen ketufa is you because you don't say amen correctly. You uh, omit one of the letters. And an amen ketufa um, is you answer before the shech tzibur even finishes the the bracha. Kiyadum Some people they're they're learning. They're not learning. Not talking. They won't even answer anything. They'll skip it. Rachmalotzan. Uchvaraviu the amaisa v'lulavush. Again, these are start. These are very strong words. It's talking about people way up on a higher level than us and who knew a lot more than us. And much more is expected, but the words are there nonetheless. The Lavush, who lived in um, late 16th century Poland, a student of the Ramah, but a story of a righteous person, Shinigzar Allah, the decree was they should be cut into pieces for not answering an amen to the bracha of a kid, which means he was not even paid. He heard it and didn't even care to say amen. Again, whatever that means, it's not for you and I, but there's, there's a truth to it. And the truth is, is that there's obligations in tefillah, there's obligations in prayer. I, I'm going to give you a small example, a small, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't watch anything. I read almost no article, even though I was bombarded all around with, the, with this Queen of England, Elizabeth, uh, or Charles. But you, you watch what I do know, and, and, uh, you know, is uh, that there's an, a tremendous amount of etiquette Everything at the funeral, in general, when you go to a king and queen, there's a transcendent etiquette. You have to talk, how you walk, what you can wear, the clothes. I mean, and Queen Elizabeth was known, she was a stickler for it. You know, one of the reasons that her grandson got pretty much kicked out of that, the, the royal house uh, is because he wanted to do what he wanted to. In her house, there's, there's, you're part of Malchus, your kingship. Uh, by the way, for those who watched it, there is actually an idea the Talmud says to watch a king, an earthly king or queen, to see how much greater when Mashiach comes will be than that. So, but but you can't just walk in front of the queen and king and talk anyway, right? This is but the queen of England has zero power. She can't kill you. She can't hurt you. She she's she's a remnant. She's a leftover of seven hundred years ago when they could hurt you and kill you. Even even since the glorious revolution, I'm sure everyone knows, sixteen eighty eight. There's not too much power the king and queen had. There's a parliamentary. I mean, she, it's, it's all... It doesn't really mean too much. But there's still this malchus. It's kingship. It's queenship. And there's this whole idea of how you talk and what you talk and what you wear and what kind of gifts you give. And, and, and everything, you know, I, I saw a snippet of a snippet. I, mean, I think I saw five seconds of the funeral. But they were watching as they marched. The slow... And it's the exact march, how you march, right? It's not, so, when you're dominating to Hashem, who is a real king, he's a king of kings, and everything he does, there's a way to dominate, and there's a way to take it seriously. <laughs> you know, there's a way to behave when you're dominating, and there's a way to realize you have an opportunity to change yourself and change the world. V'chanderech, almost five more minutes, V'chanderech, Kviyas HaMakam, so important. So important. A person has to have a set place where they daven. The basic knesses. You got to daven in the same place three times a day. Every day. By the way, 
if you're a lady, there's a day that you dive in your house, there's an idea to dive in the same place in your house. You should not bounce around. You should, there's an idea to dive in a permanent seat in the shul. Because the sages of Talmud stress this. The Amr Parakama, the Brachas, is the first parak of the Sechas Brachas, tracted Brachas. Um, so anyone who establishes a place um, for uh, in a permanent seat in, in, where he davens, their enemies will fall before him. Avram Hashem of Avram will aid him. Vinikra, and he's called a chassid, a devout, the honor of humble, and he's with the students of Amravinu who daven in the same place. Every Jew has that place. Makum kavua tamu, a place you always daven. That you should not switch for any problem. Could be you came a couple minutes late, somebody's in your seat, they're very sort of davening, minichatan. Okay, you're not going to kick him out. Uh, and even if you, if you ever have someone to see, there's a way of derech eretz, you know how to talk to a person. But but in general, you should be you daven in your seat. Period. Also, person should not um, change, and and, it's, and he actually says it's a chiv uh, unless there's a real reason. For knesses, and says the Chaim Kenyevsky, the main thing is to be in shul. B'derech Eretz with with proper uh, etiquette, Yerush Shemayim in reverence and fear of Hashem. Polikasos, it's not a place to joke around. It's not a it's not a pub. It's not a court. It's not a basketball court, a tennis court, whatever. It's a place where you da- you're coming to the daven. Serious stuff. Come, again, yeah, you don't want to be uptight and make people around you nervous. You have to be ma'ura and mabrias to everyone has to relate to. But a person should have appreciate where they are. And certainly, so listen to this. Here's the key. And when you're coming to dive and you're coming to pray, you should be thrilled, joyful, happy. You know why you're talking to Hashem? There's no greater opportunity to, to cry to Hashem, to talk to Hashem, to speak to Hashem. To, to, to Hashem hears our tefillahs. You know, a person... A, Every parent worries about the child, and the, you know, I, I, you know, I tell my wife, it's not a day in my life I don't think down for my children, and they all have different issues that they're down for. Not a day in my life I have to worry about something. Here I can talk to Hashem, I can change, we can infect the alcohol, we can make it better. Imagine going from Queen of England, the Queen of England, now, now, now the King Charles, King Charles. King Charles, King Charles, the government can't King Charles. God has no power, but you're going to talk to him. You imagine you're looking at your phone, spacing out, not thinking. He, he kick you out one second. Chutzpah, I don't think he knows. Probably actually doesn't know the chutzpah. I'm not, you know, chutzpah. He, I said, King Charles, talk to Hashem here. You're not joking around. This is, a, this is something to rejoice and to be thrilled about. But take seriously. Because to our place, and therefore the it's brought Shulchan Aruch, Shabruah, Oylem Lamadabrim, Dvarim Batalim, a person who woe is a person of idle discussion during davening. You want to have a catch up on Shabbos, it's a kiddush after davening. Meet up with the person not during davening. And here's a good serious. Oshok or joking around says the Kolbo the Chavetzchan. There are many shoals that were destroyed because they talked during davening. Uvetana Dvelyahu. Tana de Belial, it says, 
Oynish Noira, it could be a terrible punishment. Um, um, to, to talk during Davani, even more serious uh, at some level, then uh, it's even more serious if you're wearing tefillin. And he discusses about tefillin. Last point, a person should daven pleasantly in a loud voice, not uh, not Shmon but the rest of davening. It says, God says, you want to say, sure, Pesukah de Zimra, show me you should hear your voice. Let me hear your voice. And Arav, it should be Arav. And uh, the poets can stress how pleasant this is. Rabbi Sai, this is every day of the year. This was not talking about Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur. This is every day how a Jew looks at a shul, how a Jew looks at tefillah. We're entering uh, Sunday night, as I mentioned, is Rosh Hashanah, Al-Achas, how much more so we should look to come as early as possible to Shul. I, I think I've mentioned this over, over the times. I personally try to be the first ten. Uh, you get this, uh, it's a tremendous idea, but certainly to try to be early on Rosh Hashanah uh, and Yom Kippur, obviously, because so much is at stake. And if we make the effort, every little bit that our tefillah is improved has eternal ramifications. Eternal ramifications. I think that the reason I chose to do this before Rosh Hashanah is that you and I, we all appreciate the power of prayer, the importance of prayer, and how to pray, and where to pray. And if we do that, Hashem wants us to be matzliach. Hashem wants our tefillahs. <laughs> Hashem wants to hear... Hashem is the source of all our salvations, all our redemptions, all of our bracha, all of our all of our divine providence, all of our siyata d'shmaya. Hashem loves us. He's not just a king. He's not just the king of kings of the world. And as we'll say on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem is Avinu. Hashem is our father. What father, when a child comes earnestly to them and asks them for things that that that, that the father is going to have nafas from? What father doesn't want to hear that? What mother doesn't want to hear a child saying to them, "Can I have this?" If we if we dive in correctly, we'll we'll get brachas that we never could have imagined. We just have to take tefillah seriously to really to realize that we're not just davening to a melech, our king, but to our father. If we do that, Shem should bless, give us all bracha. This Rosh Hashanah, all klai yisrael bracha. This Rosh Hashanah for Kesiva, Kesima Toiva, should be a good gebenched year for all of us. Um, and we should only have all our tefillah should be miskabel the toiv for the good. We should bring bracha to our lives, to our families' lives, and to all of Klai. So this coming year should be one of gula of redemption for all of us. Okay, thank you very much.